Welcome, everybody, to the Glass City Game Time Podcast. My name is Corey Crisson. This week, the OHSAA football playoff brackets have been released. Of course, every team eligible for the field this year, and we are going to break that down. Joining me this week is Blade Sports writer Mark Monroe. What's going on, Mark? How are you this hey. week? I'm great, Corey. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. Big day. A lot of people were uh, looking forward to this after it was announced that every team would make the playoffs, and uh, the systems was a little different this year with the uh, with the coaches voting for the seedings and the placement and the brackets. So it was interesting to see how that all shook out. And as you saw, Corey, we are all trying to get on the OHSA website all at the same time, and uh, crashed it. I think it was down. Uh, for at least an hour. So that's how much interest there is. It crashed their website. People just wondering who's playing, where and when and all that. Yeah, brackets were released at one today. And I think I couldn't get any of the full brackets until about three or four. So we, we started recording about quarter after four. And, you know, a couple of them were still trying to load on my end. So, yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like, you know, going into the ticket lottery. Everybody's excited to see, especially this year. It's almost triple the field as it would be for a regular year, of course, the OHSA shifting from the 224 going into the postseason uh, as determined by the Harbin computer rankings. This year, every team eligible, 648 schools taking part in the postseason, including, oh, well, just about everybody from the Toledo area. And we're going to kind of go by division here. There's a lot of schools to talk about and a lot of matchups to talk about. And those that are listening in, if you check out Friday's edition of The Blade, you can check out Mark's stories on not just you know, who's in, who's playing, which team, but you can look also at the seedings by list and you can look at the matchups by date. So really nice job from you, Mark. I have to commend on uh, organizing all of that. I appreciate that, Corey, but I do also want to point out you can get the full updated standings and statistics for every league in our area. And that's something Steve Junger, my fellow uh, high school reporter, and I put together each week. And I think, uh, I think people really enjoy taking a look at, uh, the leaders and, and all that. So yeah, take a look for that in Friday's blade as well. Yeah. Especially this year, like we said, you know, every team get eligible for the playoffs and it's kind of nice to see who is where with all of this. So let's start in division one and we're going to talk about teams that have buys, but oddly enough here in D one, no teams have buys that are from the Toledo area. And in D one region two, Perrysburg is a five seed. Finley is a nine seed and Whitmer is a 14 seed. On October 9th, Finley will open at Springboro, who's number eight. Uh, Perrysburg will host Kettering Fairmont, and Whitmer will play at Springfield. Not our Holland Springfield, but Springfield Springfield. So Right, yeah. <laughs> so, Mark, let's go into D1 here. Perrysburg, we talked a little bit before we started recording, and Perrysburg is a five seed. Seems a little surprising. It feels like maybe they could be a little bit higher. Absolutely. You know, I talked to Perrysburg coach Matt Kriegel yesterday, and he was concerned just about what actually did happen to his team today. They uh, entered the uh, this final week of the season ranked actually number one in uh, Region 2 of Division 1, according to the computer rankings, which that's normally how these uh, teams are seated. So he was concerned that, call it what you will, politics, uh, angling to set up your team, uh, but the teams from Dayton and Columbus uh, uh, played a factor in this. Perrysburg is number five seed. And like I said, they should have been the number one seed. 
they do get to host a game. They get to host, like you mentioned, they get to host the first round game. And, uh, and if they win, they can host the next one. But it's just a tougher draw more than anything for Perrysburg. And I know Matt also said, Kriegel said it didn't really matter. We'll play whoever, but I, I think it's a little bit of a head scratcher as to how you, you're number one and move to number five. And, and Finley actually fell into that too. They were seated number five in the computer rankings and are seated number nine. So that was one of the things that a lot of people were interested in to see how that would, you know, interested to see how that would shake out. And indeed, Perrysburg, uh, not that they have a tough draw, but a tougher draw in the first round. And then, of course, Whitmer, too, at 14. A bit of a down year for them uh, with the new coach and just trying to figure all that out. And a tough conference, too. Let's not leave the fact that the track is a very tough conference this year. So Whitmer at a 14, they're going to have to play Springfield in the first week of the playoffs. Yeah, Ken, Ken Winters, I think they knew it might be a little bit of a down year, but it's been more of a rebuilding uh, season for them over there. But who knows? That's why it's, uh, it's actually kind of cool that all these teams – uh, can make the playoffs. So you just turn the page and you start over. Who says they can't, you know, get an upset in, in the first round? And, uh, you know, it gives these teams a little uh, extra time to prepare for the postseason because they did miss those uh, the scrimmages and they only played the league schedule this year. So a lot of teams are just kind of rounding into shape now. So it'll be interesting to see if, if Whitmer can take a step forward there in uh, Division One. So moving on to Division Two, this is where we start talking about the majority of the teams. And three teams in Division Two received first-round buys. We're looking at Central Catholic, St. John's Jesuit, and Anthony Wayne. They all received buys in Division Two, and that, of course, is in Region Six. Central Catholic ranked number two, St. John's Jesuit at four, Anthony Wayne at seven, and then a really a, a good pool here, Fremont Ross at nine, St. Francis is 10th. Northview at 15, Springfield at 18, Clay at 21, and doing the math here, looking at the matchups, that will set up an NLL showdown on October 9th, Springfield at Northview that week. And, of course, we'll talk about the other matchups here, but, Mark, the Springfield-Northview matchup should be very interesting going into the first week of the playoffs. Yeah, we have a couple of those uh, uh, Northwest Ohio exclusive matchups that we'll get to later on. But, yes, uh, Northview will play Springfield, and uh, they just played a couple weeks ago with Northview winning 28-21. Uh, so uh, that was a close game, and I expect another close game. Jerry Bell's uh, the new first-year coach over at Springfield, and uh, Doug Downing over at Northview always has a pretty solid program. So, again, it'll be nice to see those teams. But also what stands out to me, Corey, a little bit in the, in the seedings here in Division uh, Two is, is Central Catholic actually uh, – According to the computer rankings, are actually the number one seed. So uh, again, it, it maybe not matter. It doesn't matter as much here uh, with the buy. But uh, Avon got the number one seed over Central Catholic. Uh, St. John's as well. They they were actually one two Central and St. John's one two in the computer rankings. So St. John's slides down to number four. Anthony Wayne there at number seven. Uh, they get a buy. So I know they'll be happy about that. And. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how the rest of it shakes out. The rest of it was pretty much lined up with the computer rankings. I think Anthony Wayne actually got a, a step up. They were number eight in the computer rankings and are now the number seven seed. So um, and that Division Two is filled with some pretty solid teams uh, in our area. This year, of course, without the computer rankings, means somebody has to pick who's in the playoffs and where they're playing and who they're matching up against. And that was left up to the coaches this year. 
did you get to talk to any of the coaches about, you know, what criteria they were voting on, what they were looking for as far as seating goes? What can you say on that? I talked to about a dozen of them actually heading into the vote and, and there were some concerns about potential bias playing a factor. Others were very pleased that they think this is the way it should be done. Anyway, I had uh, one coach kind of uh, apologize for bashing the media, I suppose, because the media uh, plays a role in, in uh, the rankings and all that. But he says it should be left up to the, the coaches. In fact, I think it was Ken Winters over at Whitmer that, that said that. So I think, I think they enjoyed having the ability to, uh, you know, vote, but also, again, that bias and whatever you want to call it, politics, uh, angling to get yourself a, a good matchup uh, could have, you know, certainly looks like it might have played a factor. But, uh, you know, with everything's <laughs> with everything going on, Corey, you know, everything's new and we're just all trying to adjust. And you know what? The bottom line is if I talk to coaches, they're all just thrilled to be playing. That's all. I mean, they're all thrilled, especially the teams that uh, um, otherwise wouldn't have made the playoffs. And, and one other thing that uh, they pointed out is some teams like last year, Corey, North, Northwood and Gibsonburg, and maybe we'll get into this when we get into the other divisions, went undefeated and both did not make the playoffs. So at least this is a little more equitable. I think maybe uh, if the coaches voted last year, maybe they do get in. Uh, but uh there's all kinds of factors like that. Some, some coaches believe they're, you know, some teams can uh, upset others. So it's, it's a whole new, whole new ball game this uh, fall for sure. Speaking as somebody that has had to rank and prognosticate and predict and project before to the coaches, not so easy, isn't it? <laughs> it's not that easy to rank no, and to no, vote because... and to do all this. Yes. If you, and now the other thing I didn't point out was a lot of them were concerned that, just essentially some coaches won't see film on on Fremont Ross or, or <laughs> Anthony Lane or St. John's, you know, and vice versa. Our coaches up here, I'm not sure if they got tape on Barberton, you know, and broke down that film and did really see how good they are, where they rank. I, I imagine each coach had their own approach. And I, I imagine knowing uh, our coaches in this area, I imagine all of them did their due diligence to uh, come up with fair rankings. Let's keep in mind, too, there's a great deal of teams that took a few weeks to, quote, unquote, figure it out. You know, some teams really didn't hit their stride until last week, or even some may hit their, quote, unquote, stride this coming week on, on Friday's slate of games. Um, so running down the rest of D2 here, uh, as far as local teams are concerned, Fremont Ross has a home game. They're going to host Parma Normandy. Clay will play at Parma Heights Valley Forge. We talked about Springfield at Northview. Uh, St. Francis hosts North Ridgeville. And then looking at the next round on October 16th, St. John's Jesuit, they have a bye. They will face the winner of Barberton Lakewood. So you bring up uh, the Barberton film. I know, I know a couple people over in Akron, so maybe I can, maybe I can help over there. Um, Central Catholic, this is the interesting one to me. This is your local interest right here. The winner of Northview and Springfield plays at Central Catholic on October 16th. Yeah, uh, Central Catholic has had – Speaking of un unusual years, they've only played three games, Corey. Yeah. They've had uh, their Finley game got canceled on September uh, 18th because a Finley player tested positive coronavirus. Then Central had one of their own players test positive, so that canceled their game last week against Whitmer. So I know Greg Dempsey over there always has a powerhouse, will always be good. So um, they're scheduled now to play um, Clay, I believe, on Saturday. So 
at least get one game in there. And I don't know if they're going to try to make up another, but it's just strange. They've only played three. Most other teams have played five. And we'll see what that layoff does. But, you know, Central Catholic, uh, they're, they're always solid. So I'm sure they'll be prepared with whoever uh, comes out of that Northeast Springfield matchup. Then finally in D2, Anthony Wayne has a bye. They get St. Francis should St. Francis defeat North Ridgeville. That sounds like a very interesting matchup as well. Of course, uh, two high-powered offenses. That could be a high-scoring game. Yeah, we'll see. I know uh, I, I talked to Dan Chipka, St. Francis's coach, and he's, as I said, very excited to, uh, you know, get another chance here in the postseason. And uh, I imagine they're especially excited to host uh, the host a playoff game. I imagine they'll play that at the Glass Bowl against North Ridgeville and uh, not positive on that, but um, yeah, they could very well uh, win there and play uh, at Anthony Wayne uh, in the second round. Let's go to D3 now. There is one area team that has a first round bye, and that is Bowling Green, who at the beginning of the season, Mark, we talked about, yeah, in the NLL, there's Anthony Wayne and Perrysburg, but let's not forget about Bowling Green either. And they've had a really impressive season. They get a first round bye in D3 Region 10, also representing the Toledo area in Region 10. Southview ranking 18th, Maumee at 22. On October 9th, the first week of the playoffs, Southview will play at number 15, Mansfield Senior. Maumee will be at number 11, River Valley. And Bowling Green not playing until October 16th. They get the winner of Defiance at Bay. That's 19 at 14 seeds. But let's talk about Bowling Green for a second, because like I said, we know the talent Bowling Green has, but Anthony Wayne and Perrysburg projected to finish ahead of them in the preseason poll. What a season they've had this year. Yeah, that's, uh, I wrote a feature story on them a couple weeks ago. Uh, they have that quarterback that is uh, dynamic, uh, Eli Brown, and he's been great for them. I think they were picked to finish fifth in the Northern Lakes League, Corey, and they won their first four games and uh, beat a good Anthony Wayne team uh, by a point. And then, Ran into that Perrysburg juggernaut last week. Uh, you know, they lost that one 49-14. But uh, I think they have a, a, a great possibility of making a nice deep run in Division Three. Again, they were seeded number two according to the computer, and they're slotted in at number three. Again, I don't know how big of a factor that will be because they did get the bye. But uh, maybe a tougher draw for them in the, in the second round when they play. So I, I really expect uh, – Bowling Green to be able to make a nice uh, a nice run here in Division Three. Yes, yeah, seated around them, number one Columbian, uh, number two Ashland, and Padua Franciscan is number four. Uh, going down to Division Four in Region Fourteen, number six Wasion and number seven Napoleon each have first round buys, and Wasion's had a very impressive season this year. Napoleon, of course, losing Jared Gerdman. We talked a little bit about that last week with Steve Junga, a big blow to them, but. Last week, they looked pretty solid offensively. Wasi on the sixth seed. Napoleon is seventh. Port Clinton is 12th. Bryan is 14th. Rossford is 15th. That's Division Four, Region 14. Port Clinton and Rossford have home games. Port Clinton faces number 21, Perkins. Rossford faces number 18, Triway. Bryan also has a home game. They face number 19, Clearview. Napoleon and Wasi with buys. They play next on October 17th. Napoleon gets the winner of Upper Sandusky in Ontario, and Wasion gets the winner of Brookside and Clare. So 
Mark, looking at this region in, in Division Four, Wauseon at six, and we talked about their status in the NWAL. Not similar to Bowling Green, but a, a team that, you know, people were like, okay, Archbold is, is the favorite in the NWAL, but Wauseon's going to be there. Well, here they are, number six, getting a first-round bye out of that division. Yeah, Wauseon's having a sensational year. They have a huge matchup uh, tomorrow at Archbold that's going to determine the uh, – Northwest Ohio Athletic League Championship. And uh, this one here is actually one where the local team uh, received a higher uh, seed than the, the computer ranking. Uh, Wasian actually is number nine in the computer rankings, I think. On this one, I think the coaches did do their homework and saw they play in a tough league. Wasian has already beaten Liberty Center and Patrick Henry which are traditional powerhouses. And uh, I think maybe the coaches saw that and, and bumped them up a bit. They move up from nine to six. And uh, definitely we'll see how that plays out with Archbold. They had, Wasian had a chance to win it last year, the league, and, and faltered against Archbold. So um, we'll have a preview on that uh, story, by the way, in Friday's Blade. Ashley Bastock's doing that story. So look for that. And, uh, but yeah, no, Wasian wants to get through that game. I should think they can – get that by might be good for them Corey and then we can talk about Napoleon yeah um, let's yeah let's absolutely talk about Napoleon again losing Jared Gerdman that doesn't help anything but uh their offense seemed to kind of pick up the slack last week in a big win yeah for sure that Tory Strzok uh another one of those coaches just was so excited to be able to play and Gerdman uh you mentioned Jared Gerdman their fullback was on pace to set the uh school record for rushing yards and uh, suffered a, a broken collarbone um, and early on in the Perrysburg game, which I think probably played a role in that. Now Perrysburg rolled, you know, won 31-14. So not saying that it uh, would have been a different outcome, but uh, they seem to plug in some, some pieces there. Uh, Mikey Chips has come in at running back um, and acquitted himself nicely. They, they rebounded with a win over Northview uh, last week. And, um, Another team that they're actually, according to the computer, Corey, they're ranked number 10. And the coaches, again, uh, maybe did their homework and saw they play this tough Northern Lakes League schedule and slotted them in at number seven. And they get a bye, and then we'll be able to host a, a home game. So I think if any team is, is really looking forward to the playoffs, I think it's Napoleon now that they have to readjust their uh, goals of from an NLL title to a postseason run. Let's go to Division 5 now in Region 18. Three teams receiving first-round buys and two area teams receiving top seeds. Liberty Benton is the number one seed. Otsego is the number two seed. They get first-round buys. So does Eastwood. They're ranked number five. The rest of the teams out there from the Toledo area, Genoa ranked ninth. Lake is 12th. Oak Harbor 13th. Elmwood 16th. Lakota 17th. Swanton 22nd, Fostoria 25th. Area teams facing each other in the first week of the postseason. Lakota will face Elmwood at Elmwood. Genoa hosts Brooklyn, that's a 24 seed. Fostoria is playing at North Union. Oak Harbor and Lake get home games. Oak Harbor faces number 20, Chippewa. Lake hosts Waynedale. And then the following week, uh, with the bye weeks, Liberty Benton gets a bye. They get the winner of Elmwood and Lakota, we talked a little bit about the Blanchard Valley Conference at the beginning of the season, Mark, and Liberty Benton projected to quote-unquote win the league, although there's no official uh, champion crowned in this shortened season. There's just too many 
teams in the league to do that. But let's let's talk a bit about Liberty Benton here and what kind of a threat could they potentially pose out in Division Five? Yeah, they're uh, obviously the number one seed, and again, another traditionally strong program down in Finley, and uh, they've kind of rolled through their schedule. I think um, you know last week was a good test against Arlington, and they they beat them by a touchdown, twenty-one fourteen. So I think uh, they got to like where they're at. Um, I think this is probably our strongest division for a top to bottom as far as teams in Northwest Ohio. Otsego's story is, is phenomenal as well. Um, they clinched their first Northern, well, first conference title uh, since 2000, I believe is the stat. Uh, last week with a, with a win over Rossford, they won the Northern Buckeye Conference uh, Championship. They hadn't won a, a title since uh, they played in the former Sub Suburban Lakes League, which I've been around Corey long enough to remember those teams with Dan Cokey is a legendary name over in Tontogany where Otsego is. And, but hey, um, they're, uh, the Knights are rolling again. Uh, if you look at the stats again in tomorrow's uh, blade, you'll see that they have the top three receivers and uh, the top quarterback in the league, uh, sons of coach uh, there. Um, so I think um, Otsego and Liberty ben Benton are maybe on a collision course to meet in this region uh, final. Of course, the NBC well represented here in Division 5. Otsego, the two seed, Eastwood, the five seed, Elmwood at 16, Genoa at nine, Lake at 12. I mean, that in the top 12 right there alone, five teams. So the NBC well represented. You mentioned how deep Division 5 is. Otsego winning the NBC, it, it just stands out to me so much because, like you mentioned, the story behind they haven't won it in a number of years. But this is a tough team that could really ground and pound you if, if they really want to in the playoffs. And, you know, as dangerous as Liberty Benton sounds, Otsego is right up there with them, of course, right behind them at number two. Yeah, and don't count out Eastwood. Mm -hmm. Eastwood gave Otsego a good test in uh, the second week of the season. 17-7 to was the Otsego won that one. So um, not sure how it lines up. I'd have to look if they could meet again. But uh, like you said, the uh, NBC is well represented. Genoa, another traditional uh, powerhouse, I think, is looking uh, to, to – you know, right the ship and get a run going in Lake Lake out there. So uh, you mentioned uh, Elmwood and Lake. Uh, no, it's Elmwood and Lakota, right? But, you know, the NBC is uh, very well uh, they're, uh, regarded leagues. So um, definitely could see at Seago and Liberty Benton again meeting in that final. All right. We'll look forward to that. Let's go to Division 6. Archbold, 5-0. and oh, They received the number one seed out in Division 6 in Region 22. Again, a number of local teams represented also receiving a buy in division six Northwood they're five and oh so Archbold the number one overall seed Northwood is sixth Liberty Center is seventh Van Buren 11th Ottawa Hills is 13th Gibsonburg is 16th Delta is 18th Cardinal Stritch at 20 Woodmore at 21 Evergreen at 24 Montpelier is 25th so in the first week of the playoffs, we're looking at matchups of Gibsonburg hosting Wayne Trace. Evergreen is at number nine, Crestview. Montpelier at number eight, Cary. Local matchup here, Cardinal Stritch is at Ottawa Hills. Woodmore faces Hicksville on the road. Delta is at Seneca East. Your home matchups, Liberty Center hosts New London. Van Buren hosts Paulding. And then, of course, the bye matchups. Archbold gets the winner of Wayne Trace and Gibsonburg. And Northwood gets the winner of Paulding 
and Van Buren. But attack matchup right there, Mark. Cardinal Stritch at Ottawa Hills on October 10th in the first round of the playoffs. Let's start there. Yeah, another uh, area matchup. Uh, just two weeks ago, Ottawa Hills beat uh, Stritch 32-14. Ottawa Hills was picked to finish second behind Northwood, who we'll talk about in a minute in the Toledo Area Athletic Conference. So that'll be a nice matchup. Uh, Ottawa Hills gets another home game, so um, that, that benefits them. Um, we'll see uh, who emerges. But I think the story there is is Archbold. Again, we just talked about NWOAL, uh, the showdown between Archbold and Wauseon tomorrow. Um, Archbold actually, again, I hate to go back to the computer rankings, but again, traditionally that's how the teams are ranked. Archbold actually benefited greatly. I think, again, I think the coaches maybe in this division didn't, did some homework and saw, you know, Archbold plays in a very, very tough league, the NWOAL. And they're actually uh, ranked number four in the com computer ranking. So they bounce up from four to earning the top seed. And um, again, we'll see what happens tomorrow night. But either way, I think Archbold very well could make a nice, nice deep run. And then uh, Northwood, I actually also. Uh, Ken James over there is uh, last. I think we mentioned it earlier, Corey Northwood last year went undefeated and missed the playoffs because of uh, the computer rankings which relies heavily on uh, strength of schedule. So North uh, Northwood gets a, a sixth seed here and a bye. So that sets up well for Ken James. They got a, a credible quarterback there, uh, Jay Mooton, who uh, is now a senior. So they can put up some points. I mean, I think they're averaging probably 50 points a game. So we'll look out for those two teams. And uh, it's, again, uh, there's some the top two teams in that division. Don't count out Liberty Center either with their tradition. Uh, so, again, it's uh, shaping up maybe Archbold Northwood on a collision course in the regional final. That'd be a fun one. And don't think for a second that Northwood doesn't remember last year either. Of course, mm -hmm. you mentioned Moten. You got Demond Marks running the rock as well. I've said this before on this podcast. In my humble opinion, pound for pound, one of the best, if not the best, rushing duo here in Northwest Ohio. I truly believe that. And, uh, you know, Northwood, they're going to have some memories from last year and being left out. So, yeah, Archbold Northwood could potentially be on a collision course uh, for that regional final. Let's go to Division 7 now in Region 26. No buys to report here. Uh, in the first week of action, local, I should say. But looking at the seedings, Patrick Henry is 11th, Macomb at 12th, Arcadia is 15th, Edon 18th, North Baltimore at 20. First week of the playoffs, North Baltimore will visit Crestview. Upper Socio Valley will face Macomb. Macomb will host that one. Local matchup here, Edon will be at Arcadia. Patrick Henry will host Van Lu in the first week of the postseason. So what are your biggest takeaways from uh, looking at Division 7 here in Region 26, Mark? Well, what stands out is that two traditional powers, Patrick Henry and McComb, are having down years. However, Patrick Henry was actually lost three straight. Again, going back, they play in that tough NWOAL. Um, but they were, according to the computer rankings, are the 19th seed, and the coaches bumped them up to 11. So that, that bodes well for them. Um, like I said, they've lost three in a row uh, and play Delta tomorrow, um, get a little game uh, under their belt to go into the playoffs. And uh, who knows, Bill Inselman over there is a legend and uh, they live for the postseason and football out there in Henry County and Patrick Henry and Hamler. So 
I think that's the story of Macomb as well. They're traditionally uh, usually a number one ranked uh, team in in the in the region going in, but they've had a bit of a, a down year. So uh, we'll see you there. And Eden, as you say, in North Baltimore, kind of round off that group. But uh, we'll see. Uh, those powerhouses could uh, right the ship, make some nice runs. Both Patrick Henry and McCollum. There's a lot to talk about here and kind of digest and break down. We already talked about the local matchups in each uh, division and region, but uh, this is just so exciting because it is an open field. And, you know, of course we were going to see a number of local matchups, but we talked about the teams that are, are looking to be powerhouses in their respective divisions and regions, you know, looking at Liberty Benson and Otsego, the top two in division five, region 18. But is there a team that's maybe a double-digit seed that you think could make some noise in this playoffs, or are there a couple teams that you might have in mind? Well, that's a good question. Everything's, you know, again, it's been a hard – we do our high school picks every week, and this might be uh, one of the harder years we've had to do it just because there's not been as many games. And, you know, I think these teams are still, again, rounding into physical shape and still, you know, finally learning – the schemes and all that. So I don't know why you, you probably look, maybe I like an Eastwood or a five seed. So I suppose that's not very low, but uh, look for Perrysburg to use that kind of as a, the, the five seed kind of as a slight, I guess you could see it as uh, to use that as motivation to come out. And um, it's been a, been a while since Perrysburg has won an NLL title. They've wrapped it up first one since 2015. So I think they, they can make a run. Um, never count Anthony Wayne out. I know they've stumbled twice this year, and they're not used to losing out in uh, White House. So, again, they'll be able to host a home playoff game. Um, Bowling Green will be interesting. I, like you said, there's a thousand storylines, but uh, it'll be good to, to see the playoffs. And uh, it's kind of it's kind of a, a neat thing here with uh, every team qualifying. So we'll see if there's some upsets. Yeah, it's kind of hard to diagnose this early, especially, well, the bracket's just coming out. We all like to play March Madness. Well, I guess you could call it October Madness now. It's just no doubt exciting, like you said, having every team make it. Every team's in it any given Saturday, any given Friday even. I'm excited to see, especially, you know, some of these teams that are ranked high. You know, I think Otsego has been an amazing story. Northwood, can they, you know, like I said earlier, they might feel slighted from last year, so they can have a little bit mm -hmm. of a quote-unquote revenge tour um, looking at some of these double-digit seeds, can Port Clinton make a run again? Uh, what is Rossford going to look like? I, I think it's really intriguing. Oak Harbor, what are they going to look like in the playoff setting this year? So I'm excited to see what goes on. And definitely we will be all over the coverage here uh, at the Blade, yep. whether it's on the Glass City Game Time podcast or on the E-Blade or on our website or on Twitter. There, there's a ton of places to find coverage from us. Um, Mark, do we have any um, – you know, what's going on for the coverage plan for next week? Do we have any of that? I know it's a little early to ask, but I have to ask. No, nope. no, nope. <laughs> the seedings just came out. We'll see. Uh, there's plenty of good matchups to cover. Obviously, uh, we'll probably focus on the uh, teams that involve uh, both of our local Northeast Springfield. We'll probably be at that one, but I don't think we have that totally worked out but, um, with Lakota perhaps, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll definitely have it all covered. Uh, and like you said, at all of our uh, platforms. Yeah, this year has been something interesting. I'll say that from a from an editor's perspective, from somebody that's on the receiving end of things that you and, of course, Steve Junga and 
uh, Ashley Bastock and Kyle Rowland do. You guys are killing it every week, and we're excited for the playoffs to start for sure. It's it's amazing to me, truly, that we got through a season. Knock on wood, there's still still a week left, but it's amazing to me that we actually got through a season. Even looking at other sports, you know, in pros like baseball, they're in the postseason now, and you know, seeing these storylines of college football with COVID nineteen cases, and now the NFL with the Tennessee Titans and COVID nineteen cases. Again, knock on wood. There's been a couple slip-ups, at least here in the Toledo area, but it really is a blessing to see that we're going to be having playoff football coming up here within the next seven days. Yeah, it's exciting. I know, again, going back to the the coaches and the players are just, if you think about it, just a few months ago, not even that, weeks, they thought they weren't going to play at all. These Mm -hmm. seniors that uh, lost their spring seasons, a lot of them are multi-sport athletes, and they thought, they were going to miss their, a lot of these kids, you know, seniors thought they were going to miss their final year. So I think they're happy to be out there and uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I'm excited for the playoffs to start. Definitely. And of course the city league starting up uh, this week and we have Michigan high school football entering part of my, off the top of my head, week three. Uh, correct me if mm-hmm. I'm wrong, please. Okay. You're nodding okay. your head. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's amazing. And, and the city league starting up this week, which, you know, they reverse course and, and they've explained the rationale in a very detailed way, I believe. So um, it's, it's exciting to see the City League come back too, um, which we will definitely be talking about throughout the fall as, as they continue their season to eventually crown a City League champion. Um, Mark, any final word before we get out of here this week? No, it's great chatting with you again. Uh, it's an exciting day to see who matches up with who and who has buys and where everybody is seated. And again, there was some questions about uh, how the coach – Coaches' vote would play a factor into the placement in the brackets, and we had some of that. So now they'll just uh, be ready to prepare. Now they know who they're – well, most teams know who they're going to play in the first round. So uh, we're excited. I appreciate you having me on. It's always good chatting uh, high school football with you, buddy. Without a doubt, Mark. I'm a big schedule game person myself, so I'm right there with you. As, as you said at the beginning of the show, the OHSAA's website crashed, and we couldn't load brackets because everybody's on board now with high school football postseason. And uh, here at the Blade, we're excited to bring coverage as always. Mark, it's been a pleasure as well. Thank you for the time. I know you're very busy covering not just high school football, but also Walleye. Yes, uh, a couple, couple player signings within the last couple of weeks and uh, talking hockey. So uh, that's always exciting too. But thank you again, Mark. And uh, Thanks, Corey. I appreciate ab- it. Absolutely. We'll talk to you soon.